0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Connor O'Gara of Saturday Down South. And Connor, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon?
1: Good, gentlemen. Have we turned the page to basketball season? Is Is it one of those times right now in your neck of the woods?
0: Uh I think there's a lot of Razorback fans that have just said let's let's just focus in on this uh Razorback <laughs> basketball team at this point in time because of how it ended man and we we can start right there. Like what listen the Missouri game was bad I think everybody can agree but just the season itself 6 and 6 four losses by three points or less a lot of frustration. It's just how do you how do you make sense out of what happened to the Razorbacks this season?
1: I I in doing this job, I wonder about the sliding door moments, and what I mean by that is, you know, the butterflies, like butterfly. Well, why well, can't can't talk today? The butterfly effect of certain things that happen in, in the course of a of a season with a team. KJ Jefferson, the jump, whatever you want to call it, the hurdle that he has against and out. If that play turns out differently, how different is Arkansas' season? I continue to wonder. I really think it would have been different. And I think that if that play doesn't go back the other way for six, Arkansas wins that football game. Arkansas is probably going to be a top 15 team for a greater chunk of the season. They still had issues, obviously, and those were well-documented in the first month where it seemed like, man, they just have so many issues on the back end without Jalen Catalan. But, you still would have felt like, all right, this team has a real identity. Week to week, I think they're going to be a little bit more reliable, and I think you can get up for every single game, but you kind of don't know what it's going to be like when you're that team that has expectations and you suffer that like second or third loss. And all of a sudden, you're a little bit tougher to predict. And I think Arkansas this year, despite the fact that I feel like we know their strengths and their weaknesses, they were still a team that was really tough to predict. And that's frustrating. And sometimes... Your margin for error isn't great. Their margin for error was not, and that's why I think they lost some of these close games. But there's no other way to spin it. It was a frustrating season that, in my opinion, could have gone very different differently had that one play gone in their favor.
2: What were some of the things you saw from the season that were encouraging, and then some of the uh, the takeaways from the season?
1: Rocket Man, um, a certain Rocket Sanders was a revelation. I mean. Seeing him have the year that he did in that scheme, which I thought based on the first couple of years, okay, that's just how it's going to be. You know, the leading rusher is going to have 600, 700 yards. Maybe it's going to be the quarterback one year. Maybe he'll do the tailback another. To have a year like what Rocket did, to me, was really impressive because there was backfield depth. And I realized Dominic Johnson going down with the injuries that he had, that definitely played a part in Rocket's emergence and what allowed him to kind of be the guy even as early as August. But I do think that that's so impressive that he was able to step into that role because that's not what he was doing throughout high school. You know, This was not necessarily some featured back. He was a guy who, who changed positions and was a receiver in high school. And you're kind of like, all right, well, what's he going to be at Arkansas? And, man, we saw that potential. So that was encouraging. Seeing the transfer portal hit that Arkansas had, to me, you need to be able to evaluate talent like that. They had three, in my opinion, that were significant successes, no doubt about it. To get a guy out of the portal like Drew Sanders, who might be a first-round pick in a few months here, that's rare. That doesn't always happen like that. Arkansas deserves a lot of credit for that. And then obviously you replace Traylon Burks with Matt Landers and Jaden Hazelwood. And I think if you looked at the receiving production, you know, just as a whole, you'd say, okay, yeah, they didn't have that one guy, but that was never going to be the plan, and they still were able to replace that production. So. If I'm an Arkansas fan, those are the two things that I feel like were successes this year, and they could be successes moving forward.
0: Connor, now looking at uh, just kind of the the future for Arkansas, just what do you think needs to happen? Because there's questions about, you know, coaching changes, coordinator changes, you know, what they do and what they need to address. Just going into next season, going into this offseason, what are some of the things you think they need to do?
1: I don't think he's going to run it back and he Sam Pittman. I don't think he's going to have both coordinators back. I, I, I don't. And look, I, I realize that a lot of these moves have already taken place, and maybe there's a little bit of this. And what I kind of thought was going to play out with Kendall Bryles, and I could be wrong about this, and for all I know Kendall Bryce is going, he's going to be back for year four, but what I kind of was wondering about was, were they going to kind of see what the market looks like? And if they have a guy in their back pocket they really like, Would they make that move and say, all right, we're going to have to let you go. We're going to go in a different direction. I've kind of always thought that the loyalty that Sam Pittman has shown Barry Odom was going to give him that one year in which he could be disappointing and kind of get like, all right, you get one. You don't get two at this level with the money that he's being paid. And that move could define what Arkansas is doing his next year. And you know, there have been coaches who have brought back coordinators who have had really frustrating years. Dan Mullen brought back Todd Grantham for year four after they had their worst defense since the Woodrow Wilson administration, and he paid the price for it. So it's these decisions that will define Sam Pittman's tenure at Arkansas. And I think if I'm betting today, I'd probably say Kendall Bryles will be replaced and Barry Odom will get one more year to be able to prove that he can bounce back to the trajectory that he was on last year.
2: Connor, as far as college football altogether, uh, the latest college football playoff poll has been released, and the top four is there. The top three are undefeated in Georgia, Michigan, and TCU. So if those teams happen to lose their championship games, what what do you think the most likely outcome is for those teams?
1: They'll hear their names called on Sunday as one of the top four teams. That's what I think is going to happen. I think they're in i do um and i think even tcu who uh, look myself included a lot of people have just been waiting for tcu to, to lose because when you're the first team since 1975 to play seven consecutive games in which you win by 10 or less uh yeah of course water's gonna find its level you're gonna you talk about arkansas losing these coast games you know tcu is eventually gonna stop winning these coast games but that hasn't happened and I think it's 12-0 right now. Man, they have some really solid wins on that resume, even if they don't have that one marquee win. So I think they can stomach that. I absolutely think that Georgia can. I mean, go, go look at what Michigan just did to Ohio State. And the fact that Georgia State at number one tells you a lot about what the selection committee values with that resume, which now has four wins against current top 25 teams, all of which were lopsided games that Georgia dominated. So, yeah, I, I think those three teams would stay the same. The question is, if USC wins, on Friday night, like what is left to decide on Saturday? Like, yeah, one of those teams could theoretically lose and throw off seating maybe a little bit, but there's a, a decent chance that we could have the entire four set before Saturday even begins. And that'd be the first time that's happened.
0: Well, we mentioned the four teams you, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, all those teams are playing this week in Ohio State's at number five. Is there, like, is there any chance that any team outside of that top five? Get into the playoffs somehow because I, I know what you're talking about. If they no. lose, they're in. But see, I'm feeling like man, there's just no way that I could see. Maybe Ohio State. If USC lost, you Ohio State could slip in. But those are the five teams that one of uh, four of those are going to get called on Saturday or Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's, that's it. Um it, there's, there's no path for Alabama. There wasn't a path, despite what Gary Danielson tried to tell you. If you watched the Iron Bowl, and he's sitting there talking about how that touchdown score with a minute left against Auburn is going to make or break Alabama's playoff chances. Nope. Nope. Gary was wrong. Alabama does not have a playoff path because when you lose two games, you're going to have a very difficult climb to get there. When you also don't have quality wins, which Alabama doesn't because they don't have a single win against a team with fewer than four losses. Then yeah, of course, like Alabama is going to be on the outside looking in. That's reality for this team. And if you want to say, well, what about the fact that they had such close losses? It's like, well, they had five games decided in the last minute. They went three and two in those games. That's what usually happens to these teams. You win some, you lose some. Alabama lost some. They were a team that played Power Five competition pretty close. Once again this year, just like they did last year, but obviously they weren't able to win the division. So, no, Alabama's going to be on the outside looking in. They've got nobody to blame but themselves.
2: We talked about Arkansas and how their season could look different based on a couple of different – scenarios that happen in games which teams do you think are kind of kicking themselves saying that we missed that opportunity would it be tennessee would it be ohio state what what teams had a path to that college football playoff and they kind of missed that opportunity
1: those two right there i mean tennessee and ohio state like ohio state last week you know they they were i mean they were right there in the fourth quarter of that game and keep in mind like you know, it was it had a different flow than last year where Michigan just, I mean, from start to finish, dominated that game last year up in Ann Arbor. But it was more competitive this year, despite what the final score indicated. And Ryan Day went out and paid $2 bucks to get Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State so that they could make those defensive adjustments. And a Michigan team that had, you know, a very ineffective Blake Corum because he's dealing with a knee injury, still found ways to beat that $2 million defensive coordinator. And it didn't even matter. And Ohio State, if they have a much more competitive game, we're having a different conversation about their playoff chances, but they fell apart in the second half of that game, and that, that could be what keeps them out of a 14 field, which they'd be, they'd be really dangerous if they get Jackson Smith and Jacob back, who came into this year as arguably the best receiver in college football. They get a little bit healthier at the offensive skill positions. Man, they could be really scary. And Tennessee, yeah. I mean, what, what I've heard about some of the stuff that went on in that locker room before that game, you just kind of wonder, like, what in the world were they thinking about during South Carolina? Because it wasn't football. It certainly wasn't. South Carolina, there's all the credit in the world they do. But Tennessee just decided, hey, you know what, we're not here and we're not present. They weren't ready for that atmosphere, and they got beat. But, yeah, those are the two teams that are going to be kicking themselves thinking back on the season.
2: Now, Tennessee, of course, they did miss their opportunity, but do you have to give some credit to South Carolina because look at what they did the last couple of weeks of the season yep. by taking out Tennessee and Clemson.
1: Oh, for sure. And look, South Carolina has pulled off something that, guys, I, I don't know if I can remember another example like this where a team that looked so middle of the pack, and I mean, go back to when Arkansas played South Carolina. Nobody would have predicted at that time, oh, yeah, one like to close out the regular season, Spencer Rattler is going to be consecutive top ten teams, and he's going to look brilliant. Like Nobody in their right mind would have said that, and that was probably the best game that Spencer Rattler played in these first 10 games before that happened so i mean the week before they went on this run they got blown out at florida and their only touchdown was a fake punt i mean this this team had no business whatsoever being Oh, all of a sudden we're going to be the giant killers and they were and they took away the the playoff path for two different teams and shane beamer deserves so much credit for that because a lot of these teams that would have been in their spot would have not been engaged and they would have, you know, probably not shown up ready to go like they were against Tennessee. And, man, that team game-planned and they executed in such a, at such a high fashion. And all of a sudden it's got us asking the question about, about Shane Beamer and his future and what exactly South Carolina's upside is going to be moving forward.
0: You know, going back to the Tennessee thing, as you talk about you've never seen a team uh, like that, uh, you know, being able to pull that out with South Carolina. Have you ever seen a team like Tennessee where not only were they in control of having the number one overall seed winning the SEC but then losing their Heisman Trophy uh, award-winning quarterback you felt like with Hooker. Like, have you ever seen a team where it went that badly that quickly for a team like Tennessee?
1: That's a good question. I'd have to really go back. Um, gosh, there's there's probably one that I'm definitely forgetting. Maybe one of those Ohio State teams because they've had some of these pretty random losses, whether it be 2018 to Purdue, 2017, when they went to Iowa and they just got destroyed, um, maybe even 2015 when Ohio State lost at home against the Michigan State team with a backup quarterback. Like, there, there are definitely some of those examples where you're just like, "Wow, that was sitting right there for you." Now, you know they were they were going to lose that game before. I mean, that game was decided before and Hooker went down. So maybe that's a little bit different. If he goes down in the first quarter and then it kind of happens the way it does, you really feel like, "Wow, this was just taken from us." But Unfortunately, you know that that's the risk with a mobile quarterback, and you know Hendon Hooker has been really, really tough to, to be able to take some of the hits that he has. But you know, you're kind of always one weird step away from an injury like that. And I know Arkansas fans sometimes probably have to hold their breath when KJ Jefferson breaks into the open field. But you know, in this day and age where the, that mo, that mobile quarterback is emphasized so much, that can happen to you. And you know, for Tennessee, it was kind of the the nail in the coffin for their for their 2022 season.
0: So now that we know uh, about going back to the college football playoff and uh, the teams where there's just those five teams that will have any chance of getting in, how many of them do you give a legitimate chance to win at all? Is it just one team that has the has the overwhelming favorite? Could you see it going four different directions? Just overall, what do you think the college football playoff will hold, assuming that uh, it gets stacked out the way it is as far as who wins at all?
1: Yeah, I think just Georgia and Michigan. I do. Um, if Ohio State sneaks in, I would give them a chance. They were my preseason pick to win the national championship. I still think that Ohio state team at full strength has that upside. And you never want to give that team a second life. You know, think back to 2017 Alabama, they lose in the iron bowl and everybody's debating whether or not they deserve to be in the field. And oh UCF is undefeated, all these different things that Bama is able to get in, even though they didn't play in an SEC championship. And then they go on the run that they did. And then of course, second and 26 happens, but You know, Ohio State could definitely be scary in that scenario. But, yeah, I mean, I still think this comes down to Georgia and Michigan. I do. And I think Michigan, to its credit, making the move to switch from Cade McNamara to J.J. McCarthy, the five-star quarterback, could be pivotal. Because, look, Michigan already saw what it looked like against Georgia last year. I was there in Miami. That game was over. All right, That was over at the end of the first quarter. That was all she wrote. And that Georgia team just totally dominated them. And if you were Michigan thinking you could just run it back, with less defensive talent because they didn't Hutchinson and a these guys off to the NFL and think that that was going to get it done, that wasn't going to happen. So I give him credit for doing that. Jim Parbaugh is the national coach of the year discussion, but I'd say those two teams have the chance to win it all. And I don't think they'll be remembered as a historically
0: great team if they do,
1: but I, I think getting there um, and being able to get the job done would be still a very impressive accomplishment in this current system.
0: Real quick before I let you get out of here, does Hugh Freeze get it done at Auburn? Is he the guy that gets it done at Auburn?
1: Oh, man, define get it done. Because, like, is get it done, win a national championship? Is that, is that what you're asking?
0: Yeah, just basically where the fans give him more than just two years.
1: <laughs> Look, hey, this I keep bringing this up. Auburn had – Georgia was the only SEC team that had fewer coaching changes than Auburn in the 21st century before the bryant Harson thing happened. So just something to keep in mind. It's not as much a revolving door of coaches. Like, Gus got eight years. You know, he, he got time there. I think Hugh Freeze will get time, but there's still the off the field issues and not just what he did five years ago with an escort service and level one violation. But what happened more recently this year, that gives you cause for concern. And is, is this going to be a self-inflicted wound that cost him his chance to be able to have a a 10 year run at Auburn? I think it's fair to ask, but he's a great offensive mind. He's got the ability to see from that standpoint, it makes perfect sense. New $92 million facility. Auburn's absolutely going to have a better chance. They, they became a better football team with Hugh Freeze as their
0: coach. Yeah, I guess it's more just about uh, not necessarily the coach is actually getting changed, but it just always feels like that the, the coach is kind of fighting for the life at the end of the year, too. But, you know, hey, listen, yep. it's, it's, it's the SEC, and we know that things are going to be changing. it has been changing in college football uh, dramatically, but, I mean, for crying out loud, in the next couple of years, we don't even know who's going to be playing each other you know, in the SEC, Crazy. so, Crazy. yeah, it's just really hard to keep up with, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the SEC as well as in the college football playoff. Connor, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Enjoy postseason football, man, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road. Absolutely.
1: Appreciate it, guys.